let's talk with Trent R. Nelson. Good morning. How's it going, everybody? I hope that everyone has been well. I, too, am doing well. And we have a great friend, as always, on to chat about the state of homelessness in Springfield and Sangamon County in the surrounding area. We are here with Heartland Housed Executive Director Josh Sabo, a great friend of ours, as I noted, and we are always so glad to have him on the program. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Trey. Great to be with you today. Well, it's always wonderful to have you down, and it's always wonderful to talk about, to be frank, a, an issue that is not wonderful, but what is wonderful is the work that you and your colleagues do at Heartland House to help facilitate a move towards what is called functional zero, which I will allow the executive director to explain alongside, for those who have never heard our discussions, what precisely is Heartland Housed? Absolutely. Heartland Housed is an organization that provides staff support and energy for the Heartland Continuum of Care. The Continuum of Care is the the model that the federal government uses to help communities strategize around homelessness. And so in Springfield and Sangamon County, the Heartland Continuum of Care is that body. And then Heartland Housed is, is linked with the Continuum of Care and provides staff energy to support all the task groups and the strategic initiatives and all the things that we're trying to employ to, to move forward. And better address this challenging issue. And there are continuums of care across the states, correct? There are, yeah. Every community is a part of one. The state of Illinois, I believe, has around 20. And so they they range in, in size from being one county like us to when you go west of us, the west continuum of care goes from Jacksonville all the way to Quincy. So they're all very different. Uh, but are are all trying to do the same thing in, in different geographic and, you know, density it, it, with different densities of population across the state. Absolutely. And so functional zero is something that for our listeners, maybe they've heard in reference to Rockford previously. What is it and how is Springfield uh, and Sangamon County, how are we trying to get towards this aim? Right. Yeah. Just over a year ago, we released a strategic plan with the goal of, of helping our community get to functional zero in 2028. So it's a it's a long-term goal, something that's going to take a tremendous amount of work. But uh, the goal is to create an, a system of care that is effective enough to help a person end their homelessness within 30 days. So that's where we're aiming to get. You know, that has implications all across the board from, you know, community health to, you know, the, the cost and of what it takes to run emergency shelters to, uh, what, you know, food programs and employment programs, right? We, we are convinced that if we can help our community get to functional zero, it will do a lot to help make our community significantly stronger. Yes, there are economic benefits to everybody being a part of our functioning community. Absolutely. It is a wonderful thing that The Continuum and Heartland Housed are doing. We appreciate all of your work as well as the work of of so many, and we'll get to some of them soon enough. Now that we've recollected ourselves a bit, what is Heartland looking forward to as 2024 is right around the bend. Right. Yeah. So we are we're at this point where, you know, we're finishing up the the first year of this five-year strategic plan. So we're we're both kind of looking back to say, what have we accomplished? You know, if you go to our website, heartlandhouse.org, you can see our quarterly reports where we talk about some of that progress and and things that have developed. 
And then as we look to 2024, we're reshaping the strategic initiatives for the year ahead. And we're excited about some of the opportunities that have come our way. I mean, the number one thing when you look at the strategic plan is as a community, we've got to figure out how to create more housing opportunities for, for people who are experiencing homelessness. And when we say that, we, we, we really mean a supportive housing opportunities. We need to provide case management that helps people uh, move from where they are to stability in housing. And then we have to find resources for, for rental subsidy to really help people get into a, you know, a, different, a different place as it, comes to, as it comes to housing. So we've made progress this year in creating more of those opportunities. Um, looking towards the year ahead, we've, we've really got to continue to, to create those opportunities and pursue new funding opportunities to help do that as well. And then, you know, the other part of it is the system has to function well, which means uh, identifying people who are experiencing homelessness, um, meeting them where they are, and then connecting them with appropriate resources uh, to help them get into a more stable housing opportunity. And some of the things that I'm, I'm most excited about that are right around the, the, the corner for us are, are really kind of some of those system improvements. Um, uh, you mentioned Rockford, Illinois. We, we talk about Rockford a lot because we, we're inspired by the work that they've been doing over the last six to seven years. They partnered with um, a nationwide organization called Community Solutions on an initiative called Built for Zero. And that's really a way of structuring your community and your system so that you know every person experiencing homelessness by name and you're figuring out how to connect people with appropriate resources. And through an initiative of the, the state of Illinois' Office to Prevent and End Homelessness, we have begun partnering with Community Solutions and Built for Zero as of November. And in the first quarter of 2024, we'll be really tackling some of those initiatives uh, connected to Built for Zero. Um, so that's that's one thing we're really excited about, having that support. It's, a, it's an 18-month technical assistance process that we think is really going to help us improve around street outreach and, you know, really figuring out where those gaps in the system are, how people are kind of getting stuck in places without appropriate supports, and then being able to communicate these are needs and we've got to figure out how to address them. Another thing that we're going to start in January that I'm excited about that I, I, it's really deeply connected to that, but it's a, it's in a different initiative. Again, through the state of Illinois' Office to Prevent and End Homelessness, we're partnering with an organization called Reinstitute. And Reinstitute helps communities uh, do what's called a 100-day challenge. So we will be getting in, in January a 100-day challenge, uh, in particular around unsheltered homelessness, working to identify people, identify resources that are needed. Part of that 100-day challenge is to, to set unrealistic goals and then to in, engage a, a team of, of committed partners to really experiment and to think about how, how we could reach those goals. And, you know, one of the things I'm excited, it's going to push on the system. It's going to say, okay, this is working. This is not working. You know, what, what might we be able to dream up to, to help all of this be more effective? So from a systems improvement standpoint, which I, it just kind of gets me fired up a little bit, I, I think it's a core part of really helping people in their homelessness really quickly. And so those are two things that are going to happen in the first quarter of 2024 that I really think will be a big part of the transformation for our community. Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson here with the executive director of Heartland House, Josh Sable. And we have been talking about some initiatives that are beginning in January 2024 that are designed to perhaps streamline uh, and form better our processes locally in dealing with individuals who are suffering from housing insecurity and homelessness. Director Sable, thank you, as always, for coming down and having some time with us. But I would be remiss... I think if I did not ask you about the shelter opening up locally. Yes. 
Yeah. At the beginning of January, Helping Hands is going to be moving into a new shelter facility uh, that's out on Dirksen Parkway. You know, this has been a topic of conversation for our community for quite some time. And one of the things that one of the graphics we have in our strategic plan is a list of different efforts to create, you know, a different shelter facility that ultimately didn't come to fruition. So this partnership between Helping Hands and Sangamon County, to me, as we've had this shelter conversation, part of the conversation has been around how do we create the most effective care? As a community, we've stood up overflow shelters in the winter just to try to make sure people have a safe, warm place to go. It's been a challenging, both from funding that effort to staffing it. It's been something that is, that is, um, that's really been difficult. And what this new shelter facility does is it consolidates our, our largest shelter, which is Helping Hands, uh, with that overflow effort. And then it's going to do it in a way where it's going to be in a facility that can shelter 140 people. And it can be open 24 hours a day. It can provide it will provide three meals a day. And a key component of that is going to allow Helping Hands to make their, their housing-focused services more available to people. They're available now, right? But the proximity, you know, trying to get to people, it's it's all going to be located in, in one facility that will also have two clinic spaces there. So clinic partners will be coming in and offering health care services. It's just a tremendous facility. I'm excited for the community to see more pictures as it, as it gets completed here over the next few weeks. And it's something I think the community can be proud of. But I think it, it elevates uh, the quality of care that's available in our community. And in terms of sustainability, I think supporting Helping Hands as they consolidate these services in one location is something that I think the, the community will get behind and um, something we're, we're really excited about. A community should be proud of itself for how it takes care of those who are most in need of services, of assistance. That is something to aspire for and towards. And certainly we are excited about what Helping Hands will be able to offer the community moving forward starting in the new year. Absolutely. It is a wonderful time to see progress being made. And we have those working in Helping Hands, individuals like Laura Davis, who we've spoken with, individuals like Nick Dodson, and of course, our guest, Executive Director Sabo. Thank you so much, as always, for coming down and hanging out with us, sir. My pleasure. Pleasure is all ours. Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson. Go out and love your neighbor as yourself.